Jeremiah chapter 52. Jeremiah chapter 52 this morning. Get into verse number one. Let's let us stand for the reading of God's word this morning. Uh, got a little bit of reading this morning, and I want to give you what God has laid on my heart uh, for you that will help you out. Maybe it'll help us out this morning. Uh, Jeremiah fifty-two, beginning with verse number one. Zedekiah was one of the twenty, was one and twenty years old when he began to reign, and he reigned eleven years in Jerusalem. And his mother's name was Hamuth. Uh, the daughter of Jer uh, Jeremiah of Lebanon. And he did that which was evil in the eyes of the Lord according to all that Jehoiakim had done. For though the anger of the Lord came to pass in Jerusalem and Judah till the, he had cast them out from his presence, that Zedekiah rebelled against the king of Babylon. And when it came to pass in the ninth month of year of his reign, in the tenth month, in the tenth day of the month, but Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon, came and he and all his armies against Jerusalem and pitched against it and built forts against it around it. So the city was besieged unto the eleventh year of King Zedekiah. In the eleventh, fourth month, in the ninth day of the month, the famine was uh, sore in the city so that there was no bread for the people of the land. Then the city was broken up, and all the men of war fled and went out to the city by night by the way of the gate between the two walls, which was by the king's garden. Now the Chaldeans were by the city around about, and they went by the way of the plain. But the army of the Chaldeans pursued after the king and overtook Zedekiah in the plains of Jericho, and all of his army was scattered from him. And they took the king and carried him up to the king of Babylon, to Ribelah, and the land of Hamath, where he gave judgment upon him. And the king of Babylon slew the sons of Zedekiah before his eyes, and he slew also the princes of Judah in Ribelah. Then he put out the eyes of Zedekiah, and the king of Babylon bound him in chains and carried him to Babylon and put him in prison till the day of his death. Let us pray. Father, we just come before you, Lord, thank you for your mercy and grace and love. We thank you for each one that's here this morning. Help us to be what we need to be, Lord, and help us to see the things that we need to see in your words, Father. And we'll praise you this morning. We'll give you honor this morning. For it's in the precious name of Jesus we do pray. Amen. In this story, Jeremiah is preaching to a rebellious king named Zedekiah. And Zedekiah is the last king that Judah ever has. And that will ever have until the, uh, uh, they go off into captivity. Israel and Judah has not had a king since this time right here. And when you read the story of Zedekiah, you sort of get a burden for him. I, I was reading about what was going on in his life, watching his life spiral out of control uh, and when he, did not, when he didn't have to. He didn't have to live in this way. He didn't have to go through the things that he went through. But his life is out of control and he winds up in the same condition. Preaching on this morning this thought, the king that wouldn't listen. Zedekiah is the last king and I find that he's just like a lot of the preceding kings uh, that reigned before him. He has got the same problem that they have. A lot of others have. They just not, would not listen 
They were not, uh, uh, they all got the same problem like a lot of us have today. We just don't listen. Have you ever noticed we've come to the world like that today? You don't have to teach them not to listen. You don't have to teach your kids not to listen. Uh, uh, you don't have to teach them not to listen to what the parents say, what the authorities say, or what God says. We have a naturally built into us not to do what somebody tells us to do. We got this from Genesis chapter 3 when God told Adam and Eve, you don't eat of that tree. They didn't listen. They done it anyway. We've, we've got it built down into us that we don't like to hear the word of authority in our life. When somebody tells you to do something, our immediate thought is, I'll show you I don't have to do that. Because you don't like the authority. When somebody tells me to do this, I'll, I'll do that. When they tell me to do that, I'll do this. And we don't like to be told what we can do. We don't like that. It's, it's built into us to rebel against authority about somebody telling us to do something. That is Zedekiah this morning. He ends up in a bad way. And all because he wouldn't listen this morning. He had the opportunities to listen. He had the opportunities to get right. But he just wouldn't do it. And then we can see his end. That gave me a burden for this man. Him sitting watching his children to be slain before his eyes. And all his friends, the princesses, that's his friends there. All these people are getting uh, killed right before him. And the last thing this man sees is this hot poker coming out his eyes, burning his eyes out. And then he's taken off into captivity. I, I got to reading that. I really got a burden for this guy about what he's going through. He sees his friends killed. He sees his own sons killed. Now, he's only 32 years old, so he's watching his kids they're not really old. They're young kids, six, seven, eight, nine years old, that the king of Babylon is killing. And this is the last thing, the last image that this man has in his mind is watching his children get killed and watching all his friends get killed. Why? Because he would not listen. You, you say that's an awful thing. It sure is. It's an awful thing that he was going through. I can't help to think that he was sitting there in prison, knowing what all that had happened to his life and what has happened to his family and his friends and to him. I can't help to think that somewhere in his mind he was saying, I wish I had listened. I wish I had listened. If he just had listened to what the preacher said to him, if I would have just listened to what the Word of God said to me, I would have not, if I'd have just swallowed my pride, that's, that's the number one thing we've got to do, I would not be in the shape that I am right now. My kids are messed up, my friends are messed up, my life's messed up, my kingdom's messed up, all because he would not listen this morning. You know what it hurts, really hurts sometimes in life? When you can't point your finger at somebody and says, it's your fault that this happened to me. 
Amen. We we get upset when we can't find somebody to blame the conditions that we're in. Uh, Let me just say, uh, I realize that a lot of times when I can look around, I can blame my wife, but really it was my fault. So let me just say this, uh, when you're looking for somebody to blame for the condition that your life in, go to the mirror and look at that person and point your finger at that person. Just, it's all your fault. Why? Because you would not listen this morning. That was me. I, I would not listen. Here, here's a fellow that would not listen. You say, he, 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 did he have to listen Yes. God sent him a man. God sent him a message. I don't have time to read the entire chapter 52. You go home and read it and you'll thank me later. For most of these chapters, Jeremiah preaches to to Zedekiah and to his crowd. Jeremiah has a hurting for these people. He said, for the hurt of the daughters of my people, I am hurt. Jeremiah had compassion, but they would not listen. God sent him a man. God God sent somebody with a burden for the kingdom of God. But he would just not listen. Listen to me this morning. I want to give, want to thank God for all the men and women that God has placed in my path and my ministry that has helped me out, that's been a blessing to me. Uh, I, 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 ever since I've started, I've had people along the way that God has placed in front of me and said, hey, uh, these people will help you. Uh, just listen to them. Uh, I've had people give me good counsel. I've sat and listened to people talk. Uh, I've listened to preachers preach. Uh, and they said, hey, uh, this is what you need. Uh, this is what you need in your life. I thank God for all those that he's placed in my path since the time beginning up to the very day, this day. I thank God for those he's placed in my path this morning. And I love every one of them. I love every one of them. God has sent a man. God has sent him a message. You say, what was the message? Over and over again. God said this through Jeremiah. Thus saith the Lord. Thus saith the Lord. You know what God has sent to Zedekiah? God sent his words to Zedekiah. Can I say God has done no less with you and I this morning? He has sent his words to us this morning. God has sent his words this morning. You have his words in your lap this morning. His words is right here. It tells us how we're to conduct ourselves. He sent his words to, to uh, 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 put in the spite of God's word in him. He does not listen to what Jeremiah tells him. You know what really bothers me about this guy? I don't believe he was just purely rebellious. I, I don't believe that he sat around and says, uh, 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 I, I, I ain't going to do that. I don't want to do that. Because over and over again, he calls Jeremiah and says, what does the Lord say? What's the Lord Lord saying? I don't believe he's purely rebellious against God's words. Turn back to chapter 36 this morning. With me this morning. Chapter 36. There are four times in this reading here 
Back to back where Zedekiah asked Jeremiah, what is the word of the Lord? Zedekiah is seeking God's word. He's asking the man of God, what does the Lord say? So that tells me right there he's not rebellious because he wants to know what God is trying to tell him. Verse number 20, Jeremiah has written down the word of God in a scroll. Verse 20, and when they went into the kingdom, king into the court, but they laid up the scroll in the chambers, Elesma, the scribe, and told all the words in the ears of the king. He's telling them. Now watch what the king says when they told him the scroll said in verse 21. So the king sent Jehuda to fetch the scrolls and took it out of Ishmael, the, the scribe's chambers, and Judah read it in the ears of the king and in the ears of all the princes which stood beside the king. Who called for the roll? The king called for roll. He said, you know what? It sounds, all, it sounds good. Bring me the scrolls. Bring me the word. I need to read the word. I need to hear the word. Chapter 37, verse number 3. And Zedekiah the king sent Jehuchal, the son of Sholmite, the Zephyr, and the son of Manasseh, and the princes of the prophet Jeremiah, saying, Pray now unto the Lord our God for us. Not only is he's asked to bring the, the, the Bible, the Word of God, he's asking the prophet to pray for him. That's not a man of a rebellious man. He's seeking God's Word. He's asking the man of God to pray for him. Verse 17, Then Zedekiah the king sent and took him out and and, and the king asked him secretly in the house and said, Is there any word from the Lord? See, he's, he's wanting to hear from God. He's wanting to hear the word of God. And Jeremiah said, There is for, said he, Thou shalt be delivered in the hands of the king of Babylon. He's seeking out the word of God. He's looking for the word of God. And when the word of God is given him, you see over and over and over, Zedekiah is coming to the man of God, seeking the man of God, looking for the word of God. And it was given to him over and over and over. Look at chapter 38, verse number 14. He had just brought Jeremiah out of prison. Then Zedekiah the king sent and took Jer Jeremiah the prophet unto him into the third entry that is in the house of the Lord. And the king said unto him, Jeremiah... I will ask thee a thing. Hide nothing from me. In other words, don't hold back, preacher. Give it to me. Give it to me. Waste time across the plate. I want everything that's been said. It, it was is amazing. This guy had come to the preacher time and time again and does nothing with it. Nothing with it. How, how many times we've sit and listened to a preacher and he preached to your heart and you know in your heart, hey, he's right. Uh, there's something wrong in my life. Uh, I've got to get it right. And the word of God is speaking to him and he's speaking to you. Uh, and you said, hey, uh, I felt the presence of God. I felt that it was the word of God. And now what am I going to do with it? We do nothing with it. 
show me time and time again where Zedekiah does one thing with the word of God that was given to him. Nothing. He does nothing. You say, what's the problem? If you don't get nothing else this morning, nothing else, this man has a desire, but he has no will. There's a desire to hear the word of God. There's a desire to go after the man of God. He wants to know, but he has no will to do what God tells him to do. He watches and he hears Jeremiah say, and he knows it's the truth. He knows it's from God. He knows it's right. He has a desire for it. And he said, man, I wish I could get it right. Tell me again, Jeremiah. And he tells him again. He, he calls Jeremiah four times to his presence. And he does nothing with what God is telling Jeremiah to give him. He's got a desire. But he has absolutely no willpower to do exactly what God has ordered him to do. Now, I find that's our problem a lot of times. We have a desire to serve God. We have a desire to walk with God. We have a desire to do the things that are right. But we absolutely don't have the willpower to do what the Word of God says to do. I, I know people like that. They've come to the altar. They get, get down and pray and shed tears. And they say they got right with God, but they don't take long. You don't see them no more in the church. They have a desire, but they don't have a will to walk with God and learn of God and stay with God. There's something about living for God that takes in sure enough determination. You've got to be determined to live for God. Sometimes you have to determine to serve God, live for Jesus. And raise your family in a godly way. Sometimes you're going to have to determine that. You're going to have to purpose in your heart to do that. It, it just ain't just going to fall on top of you. You've got to have a will to do that. I'm going to tithe. I'm going to worship. I'm going to church. I'm going to do this for God. I'm going to walk with God. I'm going to hand tracts out. I'm going to witness to people about God. You've got to have a determination in your life to do that. A will to do that. You've got to put out some effort and willpower to serve God. Zedekiah didn't. The words came to him over and over and over and over. And he knew they were right. He knew they were true. But he just would not listen. Why wouldn't he listen? I, I, I looked at this and I said, Lord, what you want me to learn and what you want me to see is why would not he listen if the word of God has come to him, the man of God has you sent to him to give him the words, and the, he, even the man, Zedekiah, knew they were the true words, they knew the words of God. Why would he not listen to those words? It's very easy. And I, like I told you, when it first started out, how we read a, how we read a story, and, and we know the outcome, so we kind of like just get to it real quick, because I already know how David did with Goliath. 
There, there is surely nothing in between David getting down in the valley when Goliath's down there. There's nothing down there that can help me out because I already know the outcome. There's a lot of stuff in between David and Goliath in that valley. I've had to slow down. I said, Lord, here's Zedekiah. Here's the last king uh, 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 that uh, Israel has, that Judah's going to have until the return of the Lord. Why did not he listen to what God said? God showed me. It's the same things that we face today. It's the same problems that you and I face today. Reason why we don't listen to the Word of God or act on the Word of God when God comes to us and tells us this is what thus saith the Lord and yet we know it's true, we know it's right and we don't act on it. Sometimes I look at people and I have a burden for old Zedekiah but I can't do nothing for him. I can't do nothing. I have a burden for y'all. And I'm preaching my burden for Zedekiah to you this morning. Listen to me. Time after time, he would just not do it. He would not go. He would not do what the Word of God does. That's the problem with a lot of people today. They want to join a church. They want to read the Bible. And if that's what you want to do, just do it. They want to sing. They want to witness. They want to hand out tracts. Then just do it. Zedekiah kept hearing the preaching, preach, but he wouldn't do nothing about it. Ezekiel 33 and 32. And lo, thou art unto them a very lovely song. Amen. Very lovely song. One that hath pleasant one that has a pleasant voice and can play well he can play his violin real good for they hear thy words but they do not do them and what he's saying is they sure love your preaching they, they love your preaching. They like your style of preaching. They like when you preach to them. And let me just say, Jeremiah was a crying, weeping preacher. And he got up there. He would clap his hands, stomp his feet. He said, hey, we like your style. We like what you're doing. But we ain't going to listen to you. See, that's the problem with a lot of preachers today. They got a good style. But ain't nobody listening to them. Ain't nobody listening to them. They, they come for a show. They're looking for a show. And you can give that show to them real good. God said, Jeremiah, they hear you preaching because they like your style. Jeremiah, when you preach, you're animated. Boy, I, I thought me of Jeremiah. I said, boy, you're animated. I said, well, I hope they like me. I hope they like me. Jeremiah, they like everything you, but uh, they're not going to listen to what you say. So why don't they listen to what Jeremiah says? Three things, then we'll go home. First of all, why wouldn't they listen to, why wouldn't Jeremiah, uh, Zedekiah listen to Jeremiah? Because of his companions. Because of his companions. Those that were around him. You know why a lot of people don't listen to what God says? 
It's because they're hanging out with the wrong people. Hanging out with the wrong people this morning. They got the wrong friends. Look at chapter 36. When he calls for the roles, when he calls for the word of God, the last part of it, verse 21, and Judah, Jehuda read it in the ears of the king and the ears of all the princes which stood beside the king. Now the king sat in the winter house in the ninth month, and there was a fire on the heart burning before him. And it came to pass when Jehuda had read three out of four leaves, watch what he does with the word of God. He cuts it with a penknife. He's cutting the word of God. What God has told Jeremiah, Jeremiah has written it down to give to King Zedekiah. He's sitting there with his friends and he's reading the word of God. This is what you need to hear. And what is his friends doing? Cutting the word of God up and throwing it into the fire. He cast it into the fire. That was the harp until the roll was consumed in fire that was on the harp. Yet they were not afraid. They were not afraid. Nor rent their garments, neither the king nor any of the servants that heard all these words. Let me just say this. If you have heard the word of God and the word of God has hit your heart and has convicted you of something and you do nothing about it because you're afraid of what your friends around you might say or might do, something's wrong with you. God's trying to get this man's attention. God's trying to change the outcome of his life, but he's not doing what God said to do. This man stands up and reads the Bible to him that has just been written. He read it to the king and all the princes that were sitting around him. I told you back in first uh, chapter 52, those princes that the king of Babylon slew was his friends. These are the same exact people in that chapter. They're sitting in the winter having it, it may sound good, it may look good, but it's not of God. They said, read the Bible. And they would look at Jeremiah and say, if you don't give up, we're all going to wipe out. If you don't, listen, Jeremiah told him, God said, look, you need to give up. You, you, you need to surrender, Zedekiah. You need to uh, turn your life over. You need to go and bow to another king. You need to surrender all your kingdom over to this king. You need to do it. In order for you, to, you have to do that. If you don't, guess what? You're going to be wiped out. The city's going to be burnt. Your family's going to be killed. Your friends are going to be killed. If you don't do that, you got to do this. And Zedekiah's prior says, hey, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to bow to another king. I'm just going to hang on. I'm going to do what I want to do. I'm not going to listen to you I'm not going to listen to God I'm going to do what I want to do see what caused him when he started saying I'm going to do what I want to do and let me just say this this morning to you when you start doing what you want to do instead of what God tells you to do this could be you this could oh my goodness this could be your family. This could be your friends. Hey, God comes to your heart and say, hey, you need to do this. You need to do that. And you say, well, I, I don't want to do that. I, I can't swallow my pride. I'm not going to listen to you. It might be your family that suffer like this. 
hey, what will the world think if I just settle down and start serving God instead of running away from God? I'm going to run to God. What will the world think about me then? They'll call you a weirdo. Don't you imagine? Can, can you see these guys in this winter house? This is my mind. I'm sitting and watching in my mind Zedekiah listening to the word of God. He knows that it's the truth. He knows it came from the man of God and he knows it came from God. God's telling him, hey, you've got to bow down to another king. You've got to surrender your kingdom. And if you do, you'll live and there won't be nothing burnt. Nobody will be killed. Everybody shall live. Well, it, it sounds good. It, it sound, you know, that word sounds real good, but I, I just can't do that. I can't do that. I, I can't serve God because if I do that, it, it, you imagine what his friends would have said, hey, if Zedekiah said, hey, that's the word of God. That's what we're going to do. You imagine his friends saying, you're a weirdo. You're a weirdo. Be careful who you hang out with. Be careful who your friends are. Like I said, I guarantee you those who were making fun of the Bible is the same people in chapter 52 that were being killed. Being put, can you imagine Zedekiah seeing his family and his friends being killed because he wouldn't do what God said to do? Then you put yourself in his position. I'm not going to swallow my pride. I'm not going to walk with God. I'm not going to serve God. God, what can you do? God showed him. Turned him over to Babylon. And his family was destroyed. He wouldn't listen. He wouldn't do what God said to do because of the companions he hung out with. Be careful who you hang out with. Make sure they are of God. And they, they know God. They serve God. They walk with God. Because a lot of people out there has got this false imitation of who God is. And they really don't know who God is. He wouldn't listen because the cost. The cost. What was listening to a man in this message is going to cost him? I tell you what it's going to cost him. It's going to cost him his pride. And his power. That was two things that would cost him. And it's the same thing, two things that's going to cost you and I if we decide to serve God. If you decide to walk with God, you have to say your pride, you have to swallow your pride and your power. Look at verse 30, chapter 38 again. This is why it was so tough for Zedekiah to really give up because. Look at what it would had to do. He had to have if he had listened. In verse number seventeen. Then Jeremiah said unto Zedekiah, "Thus saith the Lord, the God of hosts, the God of Israel, If thou wilt assuredly go forth unto the king of Babylon's princes, then thy soul shall live, and this city shall not be burnt with fire." And thou shalt live in all thy house. This is the word of God coming in. You see what he tells them? Here's the, here's the way to live, king. Listen to what I'm about to tell you. It's profound. It hit me. 
The way to win is to give up. The way to win is give up. Do you know how to really win, King? You really want to win, surrender. King, make it this is the word of the Lord. This is the word of the Lord. You're going to have to swallow your pride, King. Your power will be uh, given to the power of another authority, another king. Just give it up. Run to him with the white flag. Go up and bow before him. Say, King, have mercy on me. King, if you want to live, you want your family to live, you want the city to stay uh, a city, this is what you're going to have to do. You know why he didn't want to do that? Because he's gotten so used to doing what he wanted to do. He was the king. He could do whatever he wanted to do. He was not about to go out and do something that somebody else wanted him to do. He wasn't going to do it. He wasn't going to do it. You know how to have a happy Christian life? A happy Christian walk with God? The way to have a happy Christian life is to surrender your will to the will of another king. Give your will up this morning. Give it to him. Surrender your life for what he wants for your life. And that is what the preacher is preaching every day, every week. Surrender. Surrender. Give yourself. In some shape, form, or another, you've got to surrender yourself to God, give your will to God. You've got to bow to him and his authority. And then you'll live. Then you gain. How to win? Give up. It was going to cost you something to serve God this morning. Living for God is going to cost you something this morning. If you don't want to pay it, then you can wind up like Zedekiah. Do you realize salvation cost Jesus everything this morning? Listen to this. Service is going to cost you everything this morning, too. It's going to cost you everything this morning. The same what Jesus prayed for, paid for salvation. You can't pay for salvation. Then you're going to serve him like he wants you to serve him. It's going to cost you everything. It'll cost you your life. It'll cost you everything about it. Jesus said, if a man follow, wants to follow me, let him deny himself and take up the cross daily and follow me. You have to die to yourself so that you can live like God wants you to live this morning. He wouldn't listen because his, his uh, friends, his companions, he wouldn't listen because of what the cost was going to cost him, but then he wouldn't listen because of his confidence. His confidence. You know, he didn't have enough confidence in what God said. He didn't have enough confidence in what God said. Over and over, and time and time again, you'll find Jeremiah comes to him. He's always telling him, this is what God said, thus saith the Lord. He's not telling him what I think. He's not telling him what he thinks. It's not his opinion. This is God's word. He's telling him what God said. And he just did not have enough confidence 
and to believe what the Word of God said. He didn't have enough confidence to put that practice of God's Word in his life. Amen. I think we're a lot, a lot of us like it. We just don't have the confidence of God's Word in our life. We can't put it to practice because we really don't have that kind of confidence in God's Word. Listen, don't tell me how much you believe the Bible. Just show me how much you believe the Bible. Don't tell me how much you love the church. Just show me how much you love the church. When it really becomes believing in what this book is, and I believe it cover to cover, there's not a question, not a doubt in my mind. And I'm not talking about some manuscripts nobody's ever seen. I'm not talking about some uh, misinterpretation. Uh, I'm talking about the, the inspired, inerrant, infallible Word of God. And I'm talking about the one you have in your hand right now. This is the Word of God. I don't have to wait. I have all the confidence in this Word. This is God's Word this morning. And if you really believe that, what we say and what it says, then we should have enough confidence in to live the way it says this morning. He didn't have enough confidence. What Zedekiah said, I don't have enough confidence in the Word of God. He didn't have enough confidence. He might have thought there, 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 there might be a better translation. There, there might be a more perfect translation. You know, somebody might have made a mistake in that. Somebody might have misquoted you, Jeremiah. It, it, it's not the original Greek. It's not the original Hebrew. Maybe the meaning of that word that's right there just means No. He's trying to keep his life and his sanity. He has to say, I believe the word of God. You and I have to say the same thing. We can't take the word of God here and say, you know what? I believe some parts, but other parts I really have a hard time dealing with. I just can't believe a nine-foot man and a little bitty old runny guy could just take one little rock and bring that man down. I just can't believe that. I cannot believe uh, Moses stand with the staff raised up and the Red Sea parted and they crossed on dry ground. Hey, I just cannot get a hold of it. But I believe in salvation. I, I believe God's going to prepare a place for me. But you either got to accept it all or none. You can't pick and choose what you want to believe. I believe it from cover to cover. And let me just say, this is the Word of God. That's the problem with people today. They approach the Word of God not as a student, but as a scholar. I have the authority. I, boy, I love reading something, watching TV sometimes. These scholars come on and want to tell me what the Bible means and what it says. And they're somewhere in left field somewhere. If you approach the word as a student, God will show you. God will teach you. God will give you what you need. And then I find that I have the confidence in what the word of God says. You and I can have confidence in what the word of God says. We can put all our confidence in it. If you can put your final trust in the word of God. 
Well, maybe if you put your final trust in these scholars today, these guys says, well, I really know what God really meant. And God didn't really mean that. When they say, I love this, God is love. God will send nobody to hell. God loves everybody. Everybody's going to heaven. Amen. Everybody's going to heaven. Well, not according to the word of God. You're right. God does not send anybody to hell. You're right. God loves everybody. He said he wished that all would come to repentance. But if you don't, if you don't, if you don't, hell, like a fire. You've got to have confidence in the word of God. I have supreme confidence this is the word of God. And I'm not doubting it. I'm not going to argue it. I'm just going to put it in my heart. This is the word of God. The question to you is this morning, Zedekiah wouldn't listen. Wouldn't listen to the word of God. Wouldn't listen to the, uh, the man of God. What do you do? What do you do? Maybe you like Zedekiah. You have some companions that just don't live the way you live and you hang out with them. I find this and really, maybe we're not willing to pay the cost to serve God. Maybe I'm not willing to give up my life for his life. Why not? He gave up his life for your life. Maybe I really don't have the confidence in the word of God to be true. Man, that's, that's hard. To, that's hard. If, you, if you're thinking that way, you need to really get to God and say, Lord, I, I need help in this area because I don't have the confidence that I need to have the confidence in the Word of God. Man, I'm just, I'm just telling you as a preacher this morning, thus said the Word of God. Thus said the Word of God. You got to. You got to. Let us stand this morning.